Okay, this episode is a little different from how we normally roll over here, but it's such an illuminating coaching conversation. I really am so excited for you to hear it. Hi there, it's Dallas Travers, your host over here at the Coaches on a Mission podcast. If you're a values-driven coach and you want to build a reliable business that you're proud of, you are absolutely in the right place. Now, I must confess that I often, I bristle at the idea of someone being afraid of success. Even as I say this, I'm using giant air quotes when I say afraid of success. To me, it implies that you're somehow flawed or broken because, come on, who would actually be afraid of success, right? But here's what I know for sure. As humans, we are all wired for survival. And it's the unknown that threatens that basic human instinct. So my guest today came to our recording pretty convinced that she's just been afraid of success. But as soon as we agreed that it's much more accurate to say she's nervous about the unknown, things started to open up for her. So Lindsay Wilkin empowers moms to defy diet culture so they can finally find the strength, vitality, and confidence they've been looking for from a holistic lens. And despite so much growth and discovery in her business over the last several months, right now, Lindsay's feeling a little stuck. She's a single mom with teenagers at home who require support. Plus, she's got her business to think about. And needless to say, Lindsay's, she's telling herself what a lot of us say. I should be further along than I am right now. Maybe I'm not cut out for this after all. Where will I find all the time and energy to do the things I need to do every day? If you relate, you're going to love this conversation because Lindsay and I made a few crucial discoveries. First, we reframed this myth of the fear of success so that she could release any blame or shame about her progress. From there, we got real about how long it actually takes to build your business, to get it off the ground so that she could give herself way more credit, the credit she deserves. Finally, Lindsay and I replaced the idea that courage will help her reach her goals. Instead, we replaced it with this truth that compassion is what she needs right now. I loved every moment of this conversation because no matter what you've achieved up until now, we all can use a larger dose of self-compassion to take us where we want to go. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, Lindsay. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show today. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Me too. I'm excited. Okay. So you've been in the hive now for 90-ish days. Does that, right? Am I? No, I signed up back in July, I think. So it's been six months, I think. It's oh my been six gosh. Months. I can't believe it's been that <laughs> yeah. long. I was thinking September. Okay. Mm. So how's it going? You're, you're six months in. How's it going? I have just loved it so much. I love you just make things so approachable and you break things into these bite-sized pieces. I've never felt more confident. I've never felt more grounded. I've never felt more aligned. It's still hard, but yes. <laughs> but I feel like it's possible now whereas I could not see the possibility before. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you for that. We love having you. We love yes. having you for sure. Thanks. So, all right. So, 
Sure. Training broken down and step-by-step is great. And having a community around you is great. And building a business is hard. (laughs) Anyone saying otherwise is not giving you the full picture. Mm -hmm. So share with us a little bit about what's present for you right now and what you would like some support with. Well, I just started my client surge. I I was actually going to start it back in December, but you were like, might not be the best time because ambassadors are busy with Christmas. Honestly, that was perfect for me because it just allowed me to really consume the content really slowly. And and then Christmas happened and I kind of got out of the flow of things and I was going to start January 1st, but then I got here and I was like, what am I doing? And <laughs> Who am and I, I anyhow? <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized that, oh, I'm to the place now where I have it lined up. Now I just have to do the thing. So yeah. it's time to do the thing. And I paused for a couple of days and yesterday I started, I sent out nine messages. I'm in the thick of it. I had to really pep my talk to actually send the messages. It was insane at how it's just, this is not that big of a deal. It kind of reminds me of like my first TikTok video. My heart is pounding out of my chest and I'm like, there's not a bear here. Why are you so afraid? So I gave myself a pep talk. I sent the messages and I simultaneously wanted to cry and take a nap. And that's where I'm at today. (laughs) Great. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) It's good timing, I feel like. Yeah. Let's talk about the – well, let me ask you this. How do you want to feel at the end of our conversation? I want to feel confident, grounded, centered, and reminded that what I do is helpful, and that is why I haven't quit so far, because Mm -hmm. I believe in what I'm doing. Even though I play around like I'm going to quit, I just can't seem to. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the part of you that can't quit could have a conversation with the part of you who worries, yeah, the two-sided coin of what if this never works or, oh, crap, what if this really works? It's kind of the same part of ourselves, right? If those two parts had a conversation right now, what would that conversation sound like? Just keep going. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, especially with the client search. Oh, honey, it's just day one. You still have like 25 more messages to send. And I'm like, please tell me this is going to get easier. After like the first four made me feel real weird. But after the ninth one, I was like, okay, it's fine. And now after our podcast, I'll send another probably eight or nine and so on and so forth. It's just, just keep going. Like, I believe this process that you have lined out, it feels really good. I do feel more aligned with my values and that feels really grounding and centering. And for whatever reason, Christmas and getting back on track and doing the hard thing is just like, it's bringing up a lot of fears for me. It's bringing up a lot. Welcome to the human experience. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So just keep going. I I have had like this, um, you know, are you afraid of failure or are you afraid of success? And I'm Uh I'm sitting here thinking, all right, I've been playing this game of (laughs) building this business, building this brand for like three and a half years now. I feel Mm -hmm. like I've been swimming in failure. I actually feel like I'm so familiar with failure. So it must be I'm afraid of success. And if I still have this imposter syndrome, it makes sense. If I'm successful, that means I'll have more clients. And who am I to actually help people? 
And I'm like a single mother. I'm taking care of three teens. So already feeling overwhelmed. What makes me think that I can actually handle running a business with lots of clients? So I think that there's a lot more in the fear of success than Mm -hmm. the fear of failure. I'm used to failure. That feels comfortable. That feels familiar. But success feels scary. And maybe it's also, this is my own stuff coming up. So I want you to know I really heard you. This binary, right? Am I afraid of success or failure? For me, I feel like it's being afraid of the unknown. Oh, yeah. You know what it's like for three and a half years to try to find your way in your business and be dissatisfied. (laughs) You, You know what to expect. It's not what you want, but at least... It's reliable. Mm -hmm. So suddenly when we commit to stepping out in a bigger way and doing things differently, we're committing to the unknown. And that for me is terrifying. I mean, I'm the person who buys a book and I read chapter one and then I read the end and then I read the middle because I need to know (laughs) how things are going to turn out. You are kidding me. That would drive me crazy. That's That's hilarious. I'm controlling. (laughs) But I yeah. can't enjoy the book otherwise. I need yeah. to know where this is going or I can't stay present. So You figured out how to navigate yourself. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I, oh, I, I bristle when people talk about being afraid of failure or especially being afraid of success, because there's an implication there that something's wrong with you if you're afraid of having good things. Mm. And I just don't agree with that. Of course, any person who is wired for survival is going to avoid the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And then there's this layer of competing intentions, right? Mm -hmm. So you have one intention, which is to be the best mom you can to your three teenagers. Yeah. And this intention to have a successful, thriving business, given where you're standing right now, you have no experience seeing how those two things are possible. Yes, 100%. I'm even like getting emotional thinking about it because my kids are all dealing with some really heavy things right now. And I just feel like I'm doing both things really poorly. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I understand that feeling. Tell me more, because I think we're onto something here, this competing intention. So the part of you that feels, really feels the truth behind what I shared, let that part speak a little bit. I mean, you know, my kids are teenagers, so they are voicing their frustrations with me. (laughs) And I simultaneously want to hear them because I've got trauma who doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. But my whole drive to parent them in this connection parenting kind of way, making sure that I hear them and respond to them, it takes so much effort. It takes so much energy. And so does building a business. It takes so much effort and so much energy. And I want them to know, like, I am trying so hard. But they shouldn't feel like they have to take care of me either. So yeah, it's like they need a mom to not be stressed so that they're not stressed, but also I am where I am. And yeah, uh, yeah, it just feels like two really, really big things that I like yeah. don't have the capacity for. Yeah. And right now the friction just is there. Yeah. 
the question that came up for me, and you might be crystal clear about this, but understanding that your kids are in a season in their lives where they require more of you than they require a lot of you, right? And you're really committed to being there. And you're doing this thing you've never really done before, which is commit more fully to your business. What would it be like to give yourself permission to commit fully in the business, but commit fully to fewer things? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely been, I I think it's just kind of like restructuring the way that I live my life. My kids are teens, so they do need me more in certain capacities. But some of those capacities that I've been there for, which is like the cleaning, the making sure they're doing their homework, the making sure they're the micromanaging of them, they don't need that. And that's too time consuming for me anyways. They need to learn autonomy for themselves. And so there's definitely been this message of let them watch you take care of yourself and that will pave the way for them to take care of themselves. That actually everything is pointing in the direction of take care of yourself and that this business will pave the way for everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So what does taking care of yourself look like? Well, my business is my self-expression. I mean, I'm here because what I talk about healed me, healed me. That's a loaded statement, but it improved my life so much, Mm. you know, like not obsessing about food, not obsessing about my body and realizing that I have such a unique angle on this that not a lot of people are talking about. Yep. It just feels so, so important. And it makes me come alive. Like I've been kind of struggling for the last week. I never struggle when I show up in a meeting with a client that lights me up inside. It brings me alive. I have no problems holding space for a client and helping them navigate their health and their self-care. Yeah. It is this beautiful thing that brings me to life and that like helps me thrive. I just need the money to follow. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to sidebar for just a second because this, I see this happening a lot with coaches who are in their third year of business. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm not unique. Good. Welcome. <laughs> right. So the first couple of years for the majority of coaches, we're thinking about our business a lot, but we're not actually running our business yet. We're still kind of getting courageous enough to own our niche. And we dabble, we buy probably three 997 courses. And don't finish any of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we're just, we're learning, we're, we're making our way. So it is emotional work. There's mental load, but I don't put that in the category of running your business. Mm. Yeah. So then we get to year three and a half and it's really easy to start to say, I've been working on my business for three and a half years. I should be further along. Why am I not profitable? Something's broken here. When in fact the business has been gestating Mm. for probably two, maybe even three of those Mm. three and a half years. So now we're beginning our business with the mindset that's already at a deficit. I'll tell a story to illustrate this. We had a Hive member. This is the only person who has ever been in the Hive who I invited to leave before their contract was finished. Oh, wow. Call her Wilma. (laughs) Wilma 
came to every call with a version of a question, what do I do next? That thing that we talked about on Tuesday didn't work. It's now Thursday. What do I do next? And she had been in her business for four years. During those four years, she'd had, I think, three, if not four different niches. Mm. And finally, the niche that she had was business coaching, which she had no business doing, but also didn't want to be doing. But someone told her that the only coaches who make money are business coaches. So now I'm going to go do that. So anyhow, this all came to a head. I invited her to have a conversation with me because I felt like it was not working and you shouldn't be in the program if if you don't feel good, right? Mm -hmm. Neither of us do. And the story that she shared, her perspective was I've invested $30,000 so far in my business. I've been at it for four years. I don't have time anymore to fail. I can't. Mm. But from where I stood, what I saw was every month she had a new business. Yeah. It wasn't four years. It was like four weeks with the current business she had. And it was that starting over and the conflating the preparation time with the official running of the business time that just dug her deeper and deeper into a hole. Yeah. So you said earlier, I've been at this for three and a half years. How long, Lindsay, have you been at, like really at, I'm making my business real? If if your answer is three and a half years, that's okay. But let's draw a line there because it's going to create a different framework for us to talk through. Yeah. My first business coach I hired two years ago, which as much as I like to crap on that, it was a $12,000 program, which they promised like $15,000 in the first three months. Yeah, And of course that didn't work. I was in tears every day because they were having me cold DM people. But I do have to say that that was the beginning. First of all, that's how I met you. For whatever reason, the algorithm brought you into my existence because of that coaching program. Fascinating. The, the world of coaches, coaching coaches opened up to me, right? <laughs> and Welcome so, to the pyramid scheme. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> but it, so it was that, but also like, so I started this whole thing as a personal trainer just because I was a stay-at-home mom, right? Which is yep. another avenue of how this has been difficult for me, shifting from mom to like entrepreneur. Yeah. And my daughter wanted to go to school. And I was like, who even am I? And I was just working out at this CrossFit gym. And I was like, well, why don't I, I really love working out. Let me see what it takes to become a personal trainer. I did that. I started working at a gym and I loved it. But what I loved about it wasn't the workouts. It was holding safe spaces for people. Yeah, totally. But I didn't know that at the time. And people Mm -hmm. were coming to me and they were like, Lindsay, these workouts are great, but how do I lose weight? And I was like, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm like, my body had become my business card, which meant that my relationship with food, which wasn't great to begin with, completely went in the gutter. Right. And then COVID happened. It shut down the gyms anyways. So it's just been this long journey of figuring out what it is that I'm actually doing. Mm-hmm. And so like, then I studied nutrition and then I learned so much about the body and that was really, really helpful. But then I knew how much I had overeaten in calories. So then I would starve myself just as much the next day. And then I studied yoga and that was such a beautiful education because it taught me to come back to myself. Like yoga Mm -hmm. isn't just a workout program. It is a spiritual philosophy about connecting back to yourself. And it was really through that and healing my relationship to food. And I remember saying out loud the first time, I don't want to help women lose weight. 
that was terrifying to say. That was probably a year ago. Okay. That I, maybe even a year and a half ago, I said that out loud. And I was like, who's going to hire a coach that doesn't want to help people lose weight? Turns out I was terrible at it anyways, because I'm not the coach that's just going to be like, well, you didn't follow your program, so it's on you. Like, I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't good at that. Again, what I'm good at is holding safe spaces for people and helping them understand themselves. And so mm-hmm. it's really only been, honestly, maybe even the confidence because of the DCPS, when I finally figured it out, you know, I know a lot of the times for people, they get really obsessed about the DCPS, but that for me, when I actually said out loud, I empower women to defy diet culture so they can finally find strength, vitality, and confidence in their bodies. That's when I knew like that it's fine if weight loss happens, but that's not the goal. That's not what we're focusing on. Really then it's only been the last Maybe I could even say since working with you, it's hard to say like when a definitive time is. Yeah. And so then it's just about building up these practices of showing up and embodying what it is to be the CEO of Wilkin Wellness. What does that look like? What are the practices? What does it look like to show up? What does it look like to broaden my voice and really show up big enough and confident enough that people are like, yes, what Lindsay is doing is helpful. I need it. I want it. Let me tell all my friends about it. Like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like you just coached yourself here, just in the sharing <laughs> of that. Well, thank you for letting me do that. Yeah. What if I told you that you could leverage your natural strengths in order to make your next big move in your business? Yep. Maybe you don't have to be somebody you're not just to build a coaching business. That's where the Coach's Superpower Quiz comes in. It's a 45-second quiz that will reveal the precise next steps to help you find paying clients, build your list, or scale with a course, a membership, or a mastermind. Along with your quiz results, you're going to get a custom toolkit based on your strengths instead of a one-size-fits-all formula. You can take the Coach's Superpower Quiz now at dallastravers.com slash quiz. All right, now back to Lindsay. Are you feeling more confident, grounded, and centered than you were when we started our conversation? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So that's the end of the episode. <laughs> All for tuning in. All right. So here's what I observed. Number one, I got to give our listeners a little bit of context. All right. So Lindsay and I are recording this episode. Today is January 5th, 2024. I think this episode's going to drop even later this month. So it's not going to be too long. But last month, we spent like November and December inside the hive crafting too many Excel spreadsheets. We we are (laughs) spreadsheeted out, right? We have our scorecard. We've got our Mm -hmm. forecasts. Like we've got all of these tools now. One thing I heard was there's value for you in reflecting back on your journey because it gives, it's it's like a shower right? It gives you a fresh perspective for how you want to move forward. So I would love if this resonates for you to invite you kind of like church. So every (laughs) Monday morning or every Thursday at 10, like whatever that looks like for you, set a timer Mm. and speak out loud to yourself for three minutes about your journey that week, that month, that year since the beginning. Because that, I just, I watched it happen. You got so rooted Mm. in your mission, so rooted in self-compassion because you saw the steps required to get you where you are today. 
Yeah. It's like there was no way that I could have gotten here without all of the stumbling and fumbling and awkwardness and pain. And it's like, if you stop now, I mean, it's not that it's all for nothing, but like, I can't, I just can't. And I made a promise to myself. I actually bought a ring. This is my promise to myself. I am done thinking that I'm going to quit my business. It's just, it's rude. Yeah, it's rude. It's rude to your business. It stops my progress, you know? I love it. I love it. So would you be open to that? It's like a three-minute reflection every week where you are out loud just verbalizing your your journey. Mm -hmm. I think that's so helpful because I do forget. And you hear all the time, comparison is the thief of joy. It is so true, but you I forget how easily I do it because, you know, I follow all of these other coaches online and I see, oh, so-and-so's only been doing this for a year and they've got a thriving business. And, ah, uh, yeah. So I got to kind of like revert back and be like, nobody else is going to be like me because nobody else is like me. And however long it takes you, your journey has been perfect. I actually tell this to my clients. You're doing yeah. it perfectly. There is no doing it wrong. I'm yeah. like, you're doing it. Per- so just say that to myself. Right. You're doing it perfectly. Yeah. Because yeah, you wouldn't have discovered yoga if you hadn't, if your daughter hadn't gone to school, mm-hmm. you hadn't started working out and then realized, oh, I could actually, I should be a trainer here, mm-hmm. which opened the door to amplify the toxic relationship you had to food. <laughs> yeah. Right, so we had to make that a little yeah. bit worse to get mm. to illuminate the next step in your journey. It is all perfect. Mm-hmm. So that's my first invitation to you. The other thing I noticed: you're using words like fumbling and tumbling and missteps. Where <laughs> where I'm sitting, it just looks like curiosity, intuition, and bravery. Yeah, hi, I do get the Lindsay's courageous often. It is true. I get tired of the courage sometimes. Uh, yeah. 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 So what would be different if you didn't have to be courageous in your business? Can you own a business without courage? Is that possible? Because <laughs> I'm so living in this space of like, I mean, you say like building a business online is letting people watch you fail, right? Something like that. It's making mistakes in public. Making mistakes in public. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But do you have to be courageous in order to make, we're getting very philosophical here. Mm -hmm. So if courage feels like a burden, you could still take action and you don't have to carry the badge of feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Mm. Yeah. Right. You you could actually just lay that down. Yeah. So the part that's hard for me is yeah. just the part that I haven't done this intense of an outreach before. Okay. And so it's almost like this feels really hard, almost like going into the gym and picking up a weight that's heavier than anything I've ever lifted before. So part of me is like, well, this could just, we could throw this in the realm of delayed gratification or this is hard, but the more you do it, the easier it will get. So in the beginning, it does require a little extra courage, but eventually it will just feel fine. I mean, I will say this, my discovery calls, they feel like breathing. It just feels like a conversation. Yeah. And that's a big deal for me. (laughs) That's a big deal for me. If I get the discovery calls, I feel so confident in that space. I just am telling myself the stories that I'm not going to get any. Okay, so this is why Client Surge is designed. Client Surge is unsustainable. And if this is how I was teaching you to run your business all the time, (laughs) good luck to both of us, right? (laughs) But we, I'll call it a boot camp, right? It's like going through a boot camp because I haven't found a way to 
get good at selling other than to be in this intense container where you're practicing it a lot. Right. It's brilliant. Right. I think it's brilliant. Well, <laughs> and, and painful, right? Painful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, just uncomfortable. 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 Yeah. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe the difference between like courage and uncomfortable, like it's uncomfortable and it is taking courage. And maybe just the days that I feel like it's super overwhelming, I can just pause and just say, it feels heavy today. I don't have the capacity. I'm not sure. Still finding the balance of like the level that I need to show up versus I'm exhausted, right? And it's not physical labor. It's all emotional labor. It's like all of my fears uh-huh. in my face all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and facing the unknown, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like this client surge journey could be an expression. So what I loved hearing you say earlier is how your business is a form of self-expression and therefore a form of self-care for you. Mm-hmm. So client surge, if we looked at it through the lens of self-care, there are days when the best way to take care of yourself is to record all those bomb bomb videos and send them out. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there are days when the best way to take care of yourself is to hold the intention you have for your business and take a nap. Yeah. This yeah. is intuition again. You have so much curiosity and intuition. Those are like your superpowers. We're laying courage down that's done its job. Right. Mm-hmm. But what if we replace the word courage with compassion? Oh, I could use more compassion in my mm-hmm. life for sure mm-hmm. for myself. As I coach my clients, you got to be kinder to yourself. Mm -hmm. I tell them all the time, I'm just talking to myself through you. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh Okay. So I got to be courageous. We'll use client search as the framework here. This is uncomfortable, but let me be courageous and do it anyways. Mm. What if it was, this is uncomfortable, but let me be compassionate and do it anyways. How would that shift for you? That immediately feels so much better in my body. This feels uncomfortable. I know this is what is best for my business. I trust Dallas as a wizard and I love what she has set up and I got to do the thing. And maybe today I don't have the capacity, apply self-compassion, or maybe today I do have the capacity knowing that it might feel more uncomfortable, apply self-compassion. It's like no matter what, apply self-compassion, knowing that I actually don't really struggle to take action. No. No. It's the thinking before the action that is hard. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're reminding me of, so there's that clear distinction between sympathy and empathy, right? When we sympathize for someone we're separate from, right? Mm, Yeah. We can easily relate to them as a victim, For example, when we empathize with someone, we're sitting beside them. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to remove their discomfort. We are with them on that journey. And for me, we could relate to courageous and compassionate in the same way. Oh, I love that. I got to be courageous because I'm not (laughs) strong. I'm flawed in some way. So I need to muster some courage and work even harder. Mm -hmm. What if, in fact, you were just beside yourself? Mm. going through the process of committing to your business, of letting this business that's been evolving quietly, of letting it really take root and grow. Yeah. Yeah. That feels really good. Mm. Actually. Mm-hmm. Compassion. Who knew? <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
Well, it was in there. I mean, I knew, but yeah. 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 Just so what an opportunity to really deepen your capacity for self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that. The capacity for self-compassion, that feels like my body is all lit up just even thinking mm. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely been the missing link, I think. Okay. So last month we made all of these plans for your business. We charted out some numbers. We really felt at the end of the year, okay, this is really possible. Now the rubber has met the road. Mm-hmm. You're taking action. Let's forecast what showing up in your business might look like this year if the intention here, you've got all the training, you have all the expertise, right? You have the support system. So what would showing up in your business look like if you were showing up in that s- with the intention of increasing your capacity for self-compassion versus grinding through being brave? putting oh. yourself out there, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just a completely different lens, right? Mm-hmm. It changes the, I got to do this thing to maybe more like, how can I do this and feel more comfortable maybe? So mm-hmm. there's more curiosity. Mm-hmm. But also like what came to me is like back to the message that I'm so passionate about, how can I deliver it and how can I help others find more compassion? So it's just kind of like spread, and this whole huge, like, now I've got this beautiful rose-colored lens on. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Yeah. What just came up for me was you've done a lot of work on healing your relationship to your body and to food and the work that you now help your clients move through. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So now we've got to give you the experience of practicing those things again in a new way. Because that's how you're going to be able to help your clients even more deeply. Oh, you're so true. Because that's what it was at that point in time, too. It was curiosity and compassion. Mm -hmm. When I would find myself in the pantry, elbows deep in a bag of Doritos, you know. Mm, Yum. (laughs) I had to create enough space to just ask the question, hey, Linz, are you okay? I notice your elbows deep in a bag of Doritos. Mm -hmm. How's it going? And that space helped me mm-hmm. apply compassion. No, I'm really not okay. And I see that I am using food for comfort. I am using food for connection. How can I, right? And it, I mean, it was this like process. I don't even know that I can put a timestamp on it, but yeah, it was a process of allowing the curiosity and compassion to lead the way. And that it was the surrendering to curiosity and compassion and letting go of willpower and discipline. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Here's your template for how you need to run your business this year, right? Yeah. I love it. I love it. (laughs) It's exciting. Yes. Curiosity and compassion. So then I just need like practices. I love what you said about, Mm -hmm. I think once a week at least, maybe even like a small practice in the mornings with like my meditation, but like maybe Sunday before I start the week, like all right, we're going into it. Can you like how? Yeah. So what do I want it to look like, I guess? So how will you begin to discover what you want it to look like? Well, I'll definitely start with the reflecting on my journey that it has all been perfect. And that the only way that I could have gotten to the root cause of my problem was 
curiosity, compassion, patience, space. So the reflecting back on the process, yes. And then maybe even just once I do the reflection, then it is just trusting that with your guidance, then I just step back in. I step back into the hive. I craft my catchy catchphrases and I, <laughs> yeah. I, and I just follow through with the client surge and trust that even though it's uncomfortable, yeah. with applied compassion, I'll be okay. And that if it gets too uncomfortable, take a nap. Take a nap. Take a break. Be compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's even just anchoring yourself in curiosity before you take an action, mm. right? So I've got nine more people I'm going to reach out to after Dallas and I are talking. So I wonder how that's going to feel. I wonder how that's going to go. Just oh, how like curious can you be about the process? Mm. Yeah, I do love that. I, I hadn't even thought about that because I've just been like, well, I got to do this thing, so let's do this thing. But if I can even create a little extra space – to be curious, even maybe journal about it. I'm big into mm -hmm. journaling too. Could be really helpful. So yeah, because yeah. I do, I feel like you have the most perfect blueprint. So that's figured out. I just have to plug and play. You just yep. help me tap deeper into myself so that I can pull the, the message out of myself that's already there. Knowing that the blueprint is there, that you've already figured that out for me. It's just a matter of applying the curiosity and the compassion. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And just even really being playful with, I wonder, right? So before you log in <laughs> to the hive or whatever else, it's like training yourself to just say, huh, I wonder, mm. and then begin your actions. It's your curiosity that has gotten you, like I said, it's this is like your superpower, mm. right? It has not led you astray. That's true. Curiosity is a superpower. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do. I feel more grounded. I feel more centered. You are a wizard. <laughs> I'll take that compliment. Thank you. Okay. So sometimes we end these episodes with, what are your six steps, right? And it's just like, <laughs> bop, 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 bop. But mm. this is such a beautiful conversation. And thank you for being so open to just going inward and exploring. But what I'm taking away from this conversation is a couple of things. Number one, your, what's that saying? Success leaves clues. Oh, so, never heard of it. Oh, yeah. Success leaves clues. So if you want to be successful, you I think the advice typically is if you want to be successful, you model what other successful people have done. But what we just did was make that more authentic because you have been successful. You've completely transformed your own life. Mm. So you are you've left your own clues. Mm. So you just get to lean into those natural tendencies mm. that maybe weren't always natural, but they are now a way of life for you. And we apply it in this new arena where you just haven't had as much practice. Mm. Yeah. I love it. So good. Thank mm. you for being here today. Yeah. Oh, thanks for pulling that out of me. <laughs> it feels really good. Yeah. I, I feel... Like I can keep going. I will finish this client surge and it will be what it will be. And yeah. I will be curious and compassionate the whole way. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. If it feels aligned, I think there's an opportunity to tell your own story, especially if you feel like you should be further along than you are right now. Witness yourself telling your own story and see what clues are there for you to grab. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know on Instagram. You can find me over at Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. I check all of my own DMs, so hit me up over there. Next week's episode, we'll talk about how you can ensure that everybody who signs up for a discovery call with you actually shows up to that call and shows up ready to invest in coaching. If your goal right now is more paying clients, you won't want to miss the episode. I'll see you back here next week.